Hello everyone, welcome again to another Word for the Day with Ray. And before we begin, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you that we have another opportunity toward the end of our day to be able to share in your Word, to listen to you through the words that are in your scriptures, to study the book of Esther and to know that you desire for us to know your ways, you desire for us to know you and your Son Jesus. And I pray that you will teach us by your Holy Spirit today, uh, all the things that are true, and then empower us to live according to those things. And we'll give you thanks for these things in Jesus' name. Amen. The title to today's lesson is, The Gallows Stands. It's taken from the book of Esther, chapter 7, and verse 9. Haman and his plan were exposed, and now the king was angry. Queen Esther held two banquets wherein the king asked her for anything she desired up to half his kingdom, and all she pled for was her life and the life of her people. When the king asked who and where the man was who devised this wicked plan, she named Haman as the culprit. King Ahasuerus rose angrily from his banquet table to retreat to his palace garden, only to return to find Haman begging for his life upon the bed of his wife, Queen Esther. That act was Haman's last because the king's chamberlains ran in, covered his head, and in chapter 7 and verse 9 of the book of Esther, we see the rest of Haman's fate. We read, And Harbona, one of the king's chamberlains, said before the king, Behold also the gallows fifty cubits high, which Haman had made for Mordecai, who had spoken good for the king, stands in the house of Haman. Then the king said, Hang him thereon. The verse begins, And Harbona, one of the king's chamberlains, said before the king, Behold also the gallows fifty cubits high, which Haman had made for Mordecai. Harbona means donkey driver. And it was one of the he was one of the seven original chamberlains we read about in chapter one in verse ten. Isn't it interesting how he knew about Haman's gallows? More than likely, the gallows stood out in the town when it was built, but there seems to be some indication that what was meant to be specially revealed uh, for Mordecai's death was quite conspicuous. It is quite possible that since Harbona worked so closely serving the king that he was aware of Haman's plot to kill Mordecai even before the king was. We remember that Haman had not even told the king about his plan for the gallows as yet. Nonetheless, the very execution chamber that was meant for Mordecai was offered as the device upon which Haman would die. The verse goes on to say, who had spoken good for the king, stands in the house of Haman. Then the king said, hang him thereon. Notice that Harbona also knew about the good that Mordecai did for the king. Perhaps he was with the king on the sleepless night when Mordecai's brave act of saving the king was exposed. Whatever the case, Harbona knew that Mordecai did good for the king. And although Haman built the gallows in his own house for Mordecai to hang on, once he was aware of the gallows, the king gave the command for Haman to hang upon it. The law of reciprocity seems to have been fully applied in the case of Haman. In the book of Galatians, in chapter 6 and verse 7, we read, Be not deceived, God is not mocked. 
For whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. Haman's anger at Mordecai for not bowing down to him and giving him obeisance led him to extreme anger and a plot to take his life and the life of his people. However, the very plot to hang Mordecai upon a 50-foot gallows became his own demise. That which he had sown, he reaped. When we consider this for our own life, perhaps there are seeds of discord, seeds of disunity, and places of plotting against another within our own lives. After discovering what occurred with Haman, we may want to retract some of our seed and be sure not to sow any in the first place from now on. God Almighty will protect his people, and although Haman thought he was in the place of advantage and privilege, Esther soon revealed that he was not. Let Haman's fate be a steady reminder to us that God is always in control. And even when it doesn't look as though he is, he always has a plan in mind. Next time, we will see Haman's sentence carried out. So read ahead, and we shall join together then. Until tomorrow, there is more. And may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace as you continue to study his word in Jesus' name.